Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 59. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Hey, Val, doing well. And the man, the myth, the legend, King NASCAR Logan, how are you? Doing great. It's great. Looking um, forward to today's show. Uh, again, everybody, this is NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I uh, got a good show. We're going to recap the Camping World Truck Series race, highest finishing rookies, winner, and their cards, as well as the Xfinity Cup Series. Maybe talk some IndyCar winner results. And then we will talk rookie cards and maybe dive into some of the rookies. We'll call them the Panini years and contention. Or not contention. What's the right word? Um, maybe some of the drivers or some of the drivers that we think you should be looking for in the Panini year. So I don't know if I said that right, guys. But yeah, I did a top ten list, so we'll just go with that for now, I guess. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we'll ch- and we'll chime in then, I guess. Um, let's go over to the Camping World Truck Series race results. That was number sixteen, race number sixteen. That was the first race of the playoffs, and Sheldon Creed pulled off the win, advancing him to the next round of the playoffs. And our highest finishing rookie was, drumroll please, Haley Deegan at position seven. Yeah. So that's the first time uh, I think she's the highest finishing rookie so far this season. So the second half of the season is definitely, she's getting better. So, And with Sheldon Creed, his rookie cards are actually in the 2021 Chronicles. Even though he was the truck champion last year, trying to repeat this year, uh, he had no cards until Chronicles this year. So, yeah, I think he's got rookie cards finally. Yeah, I think Panini made up for it because he is in like everything. He's in the Chronicles base, uh, card number 17. And he's got a few parallels the blue, purple, and red. Uh, numbered uh, like 199, 99, and 25. And then Chronicles Absolute with a few autographs in there, as well as the parallels, black, blue, gold, purple, red, all those serial numbered, the black series. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this list. He's, I think he's practically in, in almost every subset in Chronicles. Yeah, I think they um, were, like I said, making up for it. He's got autographs. He's in contenders, optic, with all the different parallels in that crusade, all the parallels, autographs in there, gold standard, autographs, as well as all the other parallels, limited, obsidian, phoenix, pinnacle, select, <laughs> spectra. I don't know what set he's he's missing out of. <laughs> if you're a Sheldon Creed diehard fan or or driver collector you have your work cut out for you i think this year yeah this is your set he's also got a variation <laughs> in spectra he it, instead of his name it's got i'm I'm doing air quotes here the showstopper yeah i never heard him call that um he, but uh we'll have to i guess talk to the, the folks at panini so but yeah the showstopper so there's the parallel in spectra uh, and that's also in all of the different parallels to Spectre, like the gold, interstellar red, 
the Meta Pink, Nebula, and Celestial Blue. So I don't know where they got those colors from, but I told you where they got the colors from. They <laughs> this is true. <laughs> they, they closed their eyes and pushed their eyes down and saw all the different sparkles in their eyes and said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do for all the different uh, things in Prism and all the other stuff." So I don't know about you guys. I like the Spectre, but when it comes to some of that sparkly, I have a hard time reading the driver names off the cards because of so much of the sparkle. I don't know if, if either of you either remember or had gotten any of those Spectra parallels, but that was one thing I keep on, you know, even though I know who the driver is trying to figure out if it's a, a name variation, and I'm trying to go to all the different angles to see what the, what the name is because it got the sparkles are so dense or whatever so anyway maybe it's just me and old eyes but no no it's not you I've, I've, I've had the same issue i have to like tilt it a certain way and look at it to see if it's the real name or if it's a variation i'm with you yeah but and that's only for you know the, those sparkle additions the normal yep. base is, is a lot easier too yeah i was gonna say i didn't get any sparkles I was going to say it must be the old eyes, but no, I didn't get any sparkles, <laughs> so, so no issues here. Jay, then, you, it, you young whippersnapper, you? Yeah. <laughs> and then moving over to our highest finishing rookie, Haley Deegan. Yay. Uh, I think we've talked about her maybe a few times on the show, but her first cards were in 2018. First, we're actually in a 2018 Donruss. Uh, she's in the next in line insert set and then had signature series there as well with a unnumbered signature series, hollow gold number to 25 and the one of one that uh, has been found and claimed and I think graded at PSA. And then all the rage is the 2018 Panini Prism card number 30 with the different parallels prism red white and blue logan remind me where where did the red white and blue c come out of i was thinking about this the other day they came out of those those big cello fat packs all right fat packs for prism 2018 i don't remember i don't think finding those the purple flash i think those are out of hobby camo is out of the blaster boxes that's why the blasters are so high uh, the only way to get that camo, Haley Deegan, uh, like I said, is out of the blaster. Then the green, number to 149, blue, number to 99, red, 75. Rainbow, number to 24, gold, number to 10, white, to 5, and black, serial number to 1. And then she also has base in Panini Victory Lane, card number 37, uh, not that many parallels with that. That's a silver. There's a gold to 99, red to 49, blue to 25, green to 5, and black to 1. Also, printing plates in the victory lane with the black cayenne, magenta, and yellow. Now, the one, I guess, dig on victory lane is that she does not have any autos in that or prism. But I think, I don't know, people like the, I guess, prefer the prism over the victory lane so but then in 2018 panini certified she has no base cards only next signatures and those are numbered to uh, 210 or less so those are the 2018 hilly deegan yeah and for you you psa set registry people 
she does have a set on the PSA set registry and it's becoming quite quite big now when you said that it made me think of the 2018 prism I think there is a is it a dimple or something on that card a uh, few people have pointed that out to me that does not seem to deter from the grading I don't think I don't know if that's on all the cards but uh, I did go and look, and some of mine have that. Uh, I can't remember if, if the 10 I have, or did I have a 10? Maybe I found a 10 online and then looked at my cards in hand, and they all have that dimple in the same spot. Yeah, all the ones I have have the dimple in the same spot. And I think, I think at least I'm hoping that PSA knows that by now, because I'm sure right, right at the beginning they would see that, and they probably knocked off for that. So, you know, if you have some nines or something, you may want to try to, once they reopen everything, may want to try to send those back in. But yeah, they all, everyone I've got has that little dimple in it. And it's, I, I think it's just the way they were all made. It's, it's kind of like some 88 Max cards that have some little issues that are the same on all of them. Right. So that's just something to, to kind of look out for if uh, you're looking at getting those graded. So. Yeah, but that that Haley Deegan set in on the PSA set registry is 116 cards right now. Wow, different cards, and there's one person on there that's got like 76 percent of them, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. I don't think it's it's neither it's any of us on on here. So, uh, so the next race they're off this weekend, but they will be racing next weekend at Darlington Raceway, and that is the in it. To win it, 200, Sunday, September 5th at 1.30 p.m. Stages are 45, 90, 147 laps for 200.1 miles. And like I mentioned, Sheldon Creed won last week or weekend. And so he is automatically advancing to the next round of the playoffs. So uh, right now, Zane Smith and Chandler Smith are on the outside looking in. Uh, position nine and ten. Not a good day to be a Smith. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that after I was reading, it, like, oh, they both last names are Smith. So, uh, Channel Smith is a rookie, so even the fact that he's even there is pretty impressive. Carson Huckavar, uh, he is in seventh spot. He is the other rookie in the in the playoffs. So, would you say? Did you say Hosevar? Or... <laughs> yeah, Huckavar. That's think. what I said. Okay. Let me see, where's right. my yeah, Hokovar. Yeah, I have, a, I have the pronounce, pronunciation there. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving over to the Xfinity series. That was race number twenty-three. That was the twenty-ninth annual New Holland two hundred and fifty, and that was Saturday, August twenty-first at Michigan International Speedway. That was uh, Brooklyn, Michigan. So I don't know if I said where the Xfinity, uh, where the truck race was. That was in that was Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, Madison, Illinois. So, yeah, and they had a power outage that made that thing last till like almost midnight, I think. Yeah, I missed part of that, but when I turned it back on, I realized that they were still running. I was trying to find my um, uh, recording of it and realized that they were still on because of the. Uh, outage and that was messing up their scoring timing so it was kind of weird watching the race without the scoring and timing on the uh, left hand side of the screen so yeah they may have had a server crash or something who knows maybe 
But yeah, so go back to Xfinity. Uh, that was at Michigan International Speedway. Our winner was AJ Amendinger, and our highest finishing rookie was Josh Berry at position four. So Amendinger seems like he's everywhere now. He's on a roll. There's no doubt. Yeah, with the win at the Cup and then this win here. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for winning. Yeah, I think it's sometimes you know it's like contagious, but you know, that team gets on a roll, clicking on all cylinders, and and we talked about AJ last week with his cards being in 2007, with the with uh, press pass, premium, stealth, VIP. Uh, he's in a 2007 tracks, and the 2000 wheels, American Thunder, <laughs> and then Josh Berry. Uh, we've talked about him as well. 2013 Press Pass Total Memorabilia. Not too many cards for him. A few parallels and then the Rising Stars autographs. Uh, one other note is uh, he is he has cards now in 2021 Chronicles. Yeah, he's got a bunch of cards, so I'm glad to see that because he's got that full-time ride next year with Junior Motorsports, so that'll be good. Yeah, that's uh, that's excellent for him and uh, and folks that collect him. So he'll be uh, having some cards here. So long hiatus for uh, between cards. So between 2013 and 2021. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that was race number 23. Playoff start in t- race 27. Uh, race 24 is at Daytona International Speedway. That's the Wawa 250. That is Friday, 27th at 7.30. Stages are 30, 60, 100 laps for 250 miles. Yeah, I love Daytona under the lights. That'll be fun. Very cool. That's I remember going to one of those uh, summer races. Man, was it hot during the day, but it was nice at night. Mm-hmm. Moving over to Cup Series. That was the 53rd annual Firekeepers Casino 400. That was Sunday, August 22nd, 2021 at the Michigan International Speedway. That was a really good finish to that race. I wasn't sure who was going to win that thing. It was uh, about five or six folks who could have won that race. I was really hoping that, that Matt Benedetto could have got up there, but he he just started way too far back. I think he got up there by not taking tires, and so they kind of dropped off on him, and he wasn't able to compete with everybody. But Ryan Blaney pulled away and and won that race. Yeah, he led the last seven laps. He didn't. He didn't lead. He wasn't up. Well, he was kind of up front most of the day, but he didn't. You know, he didn't take the lead till seven to go. He got a big push from Kyle Busch. Yeah, the highest finish rookie was Chase Briscoe at position eleven. Yeah, Chase Briscoe's doing pretty good right now, you know, even though he spun out Denny Hamlin. <laughs> yeah, he he seems like um they're starting to click over there at Stuart Haas. Uh Ryan Blaney, his rookie cards are two thousand and twelve or his first cards, two thousand and twelve press pass fanfare, and that's it for two thousand and twelve. There's a few parallels uh in the fanfare. There are also Magnificent Materials and then the Young Guns autographs with the silver, gold, red, and blue. 
And I think I've mentioned before that there are two versions to that autograph. There's a full full name and also how he signs now where he uses the Y, the tail of the Y to, to make the L in Blaney. So, But it was good to see him winning. Uh, he had won earlier in the season, so we've talked about him. But it seemed like Penske hadn't really won in a few weeks there with the Kyle Larson show. Uh, so it was good to see Penske getting back up there. Maybe they're starting to click as well. Yeah. You know, um, in Michigan, they have that heritage trophy for the top, you know, the winning manufacturer. And what, what it is, it's kind of like the Stanley cup or the Borg Warner trophy where, you know, it's, it's a trophy that, you know, let's say that Ford wins it one year and then Chevy wins it the next year. Well, whoever has it gives it to the Chevrolet people. And then, you know, it just goes back and forth to whoever wins. It's, it's not like you get a new trophy every year. They just take that same trophy and rotate it between all the different manufacturers or whoever wins. But Ford has won like the last seven races there. So they've kind of had a stranglehold on it. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah, they, and uh, something else, another little bit of trivia. Did you know that the person who designed Daytona, the Daytona track, also designed Michigan as well? Did, Did not know, know that either. Yeah. So just just a few little little tidbits there for you. Well, that was definitely a good race. I wasn't sure how that was going to finish. Like I said, Matt DeMandetta was up there, Danny Hamlin. So I was going to say, I'm looking at the top ten. It was uh, Blaney, Byron, Larson, Bush, Hamlin, Diamandetto, Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott, Brad Kozlowski, and then Martin Truex Jr. rounding out the top ten, and then Chase Briscoe eleven. So, yeah, but, it was it was a good race. Yeah, it was exciting. So, oh yeah, definitely. And so that was race number twenty-five, playoff start, race twenty-seven. So this is the last week. The next race is at the Tony International Speedway, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. And that is Saturday, August 28th at 7 p.m. Stages are 50, 100, 160 laps for 400 miles. And so that is the last race before the playoffs. So we'll see who gets locked into the playoffs. And Yeah, I mean, this is such a wild card race. I mean, it's any, any restrictor plate race, you know, like I said, it's a wild card race, so anybody could win. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen this weekend? I mean, it's it, it's it's strictly up in the air. Yeah, with, with that, um, basically, you know, Tyler Reddick's in the last spot, 25 ahead of his teammate, Austin Dillon. But to your point, if something goes sideways in one of these – driver wins that hasn't won before uh he will get pushed out so restrictor play like i said is you know everybody's always waiting on the big one so we'll see what happens should be interesting yeah it's it's always exciting like and it's gonna be under the lights which i love and i think chase briscoe i think i saw today he's gonna have a chrome colored car or if you want to call it chrome a color a chrome car so, so that so, that thing will be nice and shiny going around the track. So is it gonna be silver, or is that gonna be like one of those where I don't know if it was Earnhardt or was it Gordon that had that car that looked pink and all these different colors, depending on how you looked at it and reflections. 
No, it's going to be like DW's old Western Auto uh, car he had back in the day. Okay. It was, it was Chrome. Well, awesome. Since we talked about Indy last week, the NTT Indy Car Series, that was Saturday, August 21st. That was the 2021 Bomber, Bombarto Automotive Group 500. And that was at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, Michigan, Illinois, Madison, Illinois. That's NASCAR was just there the other day, or not the other day, but you know the other week. So, and I'm sure gonna, I'm gonna butcher this, but uh, so bear with me. Uh, apologies to Ken, <laughs> but it looks like it's Joseph Newgarden. He was our winner, and your buddy Patricio Award was second. Patricio Award, yeah. Yep. He- and so I looked up uh, cards for Joseph Newgarden and no cards. Well, it's like what Ken said. They haven't really had an official set since 2007 in IndyCar, which is, I think, kind of terrible. Yeah, I don't understand how you could have like F1 and not do IndyCar. I know they're two different series, but the cars are very similar. Um, be an open wheel, but I know there's different uh governing bodies or whatever but maybe with the all the hype on the f1 and everything maybe indycar will get a card set so or with all the other craziness going going on uh maybe one of these other car car companies that no longer has a license for other sports maybe they pick up a, a new sport they might oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know we might be getting cards for softball and lacrosse and i feel like everything's going to be a license now like everything's going to be viewed differently yeah I, I, if i was a you know baseball football basketball card collector right now i don't know what i would think but i would you know everything that we've known for the last 20 30 whatever years that you've been a collector uh it's a lot of unknowns coming yeah, we got several years to hash it out, though. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, they they may just sub sub license everything out back out to Tops and Panini. I mean, it remains to be seen what's going to happen, how this is going to go down. Yeah, we definitely haven't heard the last of it, so we will see. And to your point, we have a few years uh, before it actually comes to fruition. So, but that was the Indy series. I believe there's a few more races in their season for IndyCar. So, but segueing over to our next segment, talking about rookie cards for the different series, maybe, and kind of limiting to the Panini years, kind of maybe, you know, getting our take on maybe some of the top rookies or drivers that have been around for a few years and, maybe what kind of cards you should be interested in, or, you know, if you want to collect in the future, these up and coming drivers from the lower series truck and Xfinity, and then in the cup have a promising future and possibly maybe a future champion. So, so how do you guys want to dive into this? You want to start with the truck series first, or you want to start with the cup series and work our way down? Well, probably more obvious. And then the, the truck are probably more obscure. I'll let you guys go first because I think I did mine differently than the way you guys have done yours. I think everybody did it differently than everybody else. 
So. <laughs> well, there's no right or wrong. It's just talking about uh, these drivers. I always say that if you follow the three series, when the drivers come up to the cup level, you are not surprised by any means. It's not like maybe football or one of these other sports where they do very well in college and, and don't maybe get the recognition, but then after the draft and they get on the team and, and then they just surprise a lot of folks. So I don't think we really get that in NASCAR. Like I said, if you follow the different series, so, you know, like I'll, I'll go with, with chase. Uh, we can't go with chase Elliott, but like William Byron, you know, who's now in the cup level, but he was in the truck series and won Xfinity championship, I believe as well. So the cup level, you know, he, you would have seen him come through the other series. So, so I'll tell you what, I'll go first, and then you guys can pick up the pieces from what I <laughs> have done. Because I, I, you know, I did not do the deep dive that you guys are going to do and go through multiple levels. And um, <clears throat> I'm looking at more Cup Series and Xfinity. Definitely not looking at Truck as much because those are guys that I don't know too well. But I think, you know, I'll give you four or five names. And I'm, you know, my aspect is probably different than yours a little bit because I'm thinking of where they'll be in history, but also looking at cards and potential. So I think for me, the first one has to be Chase Elliott. Um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Chase Elliott is the top of, you know, my class, if you want to call it a class that we're going to go through. But one of the stats that I've always looked at ever since Val and I started this was always top tens, top 10 finishes. And for some reason, like that number always stand out to me. And that was kind of what I based a lot of my picks on. Um, so kind of in no particular order, my guys or, or girls were Chase, Tyler Reddick, Ty Gibbs, who we've talked about countless times the past few weeks, Austin Sendrick, and pick, I think Chase Briscoe would probably be my five that I would be looking at. And I think all those guys hit Panini years, if I'm correct. That, that's, a, that's a good list. I'm trying to think. Chase might be the only one who maybe not uh, would have been maybe 16, a little right? Uh, he, yeah, he's got some stuff, but yeah, I guess he hit cup at 2016. So, okay. Um, but no, definitely chase seems to be, uh, I was gonna say if, if we, if, uh, Kyle Larson wasn't running, he would be, you know, I think a favorite to repeat and Tyler Reddick definitely, uh, he's on my list. He actually won Xfinity back to back, but the thing that really impressed me was that he did it back to back with two different teams, which is saying something. Uh, Cause I think the first year he was with JR motorsports and then they had gotten rid of him. Uh, and I didn't know if he'd be able to repeat, but uh, sure enough he did. And then moved up to cup. So. And I had a hard time putting a female on the list and I know, I'll, you know, people can think bad of me and that's not what I'm, 
thinking by any stretch, but I know the negativity that came with Anna Patrick, and I can't get that out of my head as far as the collectible aspect goes for Haley Deegan. And I look at Natalie Decker for some reason, and I'm like, I would pick that one, that driver over Deegan all day. And I'm totally picking that based off of just a gut, you know, there's no instinct or there's no stats or anything behind it. But every time I see Haley Deegan, I just can't help but think Danica Patrick and the negativity that comes along with it. And that could be completely wrong, but I'm being completely honest. <laughs> no, and I definitely, I think, you know, want you to be honest. So uh, I can see that because I guess there's some similarities there, but I, so when you dig deeper or pull back some of the layers with Haley Deegan, it is some of, I guess, the history of her and her uh, racing. So Danica didn't really race until later. Uh, she was running on asphalt. Uh, Haley Deegan comes from a racing family. Right. And then I think she was running the big. Uh, Logan, what do you call them? It's the big ra oh, rally trucks. So yeah. she, she was running the big rally trucks on dirt before she was running Arca and some of these other things. So, yeah, and that's kind of how Jimmy Johnson started. But go ahead. Yeah, but so I think D Haley Deegan's probably got I don't know. I was going to say more years of racing than Danica has, but uh, you know Danica was in IndyCar for a numerous years and that's a whole different car than the NASCAR and, and ARCA and, and some of that other stuff. So uh, while she might have similarities by, you know, looks and some of those other things, I don't think their racing backgrounds, I think are totally opposite. So I think that's why she has some of that hype is that I think everybody sees that potential for Haley Deegan and and look, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think Danica was kind of rushed through uh, through Xf through I guess it was Xfinity and then up to Cup level. As with Haley Deegan, they're giving her time in the lower series and the, and then in truck. And I think maybe she's going to run one race this year, Xfinity, or maybe some Xfinity next year. But they're not pushing her to the whole series. No, they're they're trying to, to develop her and bring her along slowly because there is something to be said about being rushed and brought up to the next level too soon. So, I yeah, I would agree with that. So, with uh, Danica Patrick, GoDaddy was funding that team, and I don't think they really cared, you know, how she finished. They, you know, they were advertising on the car, and Stuart Haas was getting money f for that. Uh, I think... Which, and I think they were completely correct in that because she, I don't even know if she still was signed to them, but that is, they've become synonymous with each other. No matter if she won or not, I mean, they did so much with that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> when GoDaddy pulled the funding or stopped funding that car, that's where they went to Nature's Bakery. And then that was, had that advertising deal had issues and they pretty much either overcommitted or something. But they ended up pulling out of that deal, and that's how kind of Danica lost that 
I think lost that ride or they couldn't get other ever other sponsors for that team. And so that, that was kind of it, but going back to Haley Deacon, uh, Ford is backing her. And I think, you know, they're in it for the long term than just, you know, pushing her up. And I, and getting with her dad, having been a racer himself and knowing, I guess some of that pressures are taking their time. Yeah. And, and going back to Danica real quick, you know, talking about sponsorship and, and all of that, you'd be watching a race and on the broadcast, they'd run through the top 10 and then they go like, oh, and running 28th is Danica Patrick. You know, so they would always mention her and, and, and cut off to her and stuff. So those advertising dollars were well spent because she got a lot of exposure, even though she didn't win. So I can see, you know, Jason, I think, you know, there's still, you know, she's running trucking and, and there's still a risk of her not making it up to the higher levels, but she's got, you know, a good shot and, and I guess all the right pieces behind her uh, and protecting her and working her towards, you know, advancing in the, in the series. So, and then you mentioned, I think it was Chase Briscoe. Uh, yes. We've talked, you know, talked about his cards before too, the, the 2018 certified. Um, and then with Tyler Reddick, 2016 certified cards, but Chase Briscoe, you know, at the couple over right now with Stuart Haas doing very well as a rookie. So I definitely see him uh, continuing on. So he, he's got a good shot in the future. Again, he's a rookie. So, you know, they're, they're trying to get accustomed and I, you know, Kevin Harvick's definitely the number one in that stable of four. Uh, you got Eric Amarola in there as well. Chase Presco, who else am I missing? trying to think on the fly or now you put me on the spot <laughs> but anyway so Devin, kevin harrick is definitely the lead there so that's just not saying nothing negative got about chase but you know he's a rookie and so he's working his way up so if we want to stay at the cup level you know christopher bell i think uh he's another one he's you know was rookie last year but he's at uh joe gibbs racing uh, Eric Jones kind of got pushed out and uh, Daniel Soros got pushed out before him. So uh, with Joe Gibbs, so I think Joe Gibbs, but they're looking for, you know, that rookie and Christopher Bell, he won this year for, uh, so he's definitely on his way again, working for a great team. His cards are in 2016 certified as well. That's why I'm always a big fan of that 2016 certified. I think uh, it doesn't get enough recognition, but uh, we'll see what uh, history says if I'm right or wrong on that, but but I think Christopher Bell is also another um, pretty good. I I want to say he's won the championship before as well in Xfinity. Now he won the truck championship and oh, that's right. Yes, yes. He he lost to uh, Tyler Reddick when uh, I remember one of those years he was uh, in the final four. So do you want me to go through my list? Sure. Go ahead. All right, so I took more of a logical approach to this. My <laughs> my, my inner Mister Spock. I, I I again rated these things on certain criteria. Uh, my criteria was popularity, talent, marketability, championship potential, and their rookie card prices. So those are the things I use to rate my cards. And what I did is I, I made a list, and you guys 
saw that list of all the rookie cards, at least the major rookie cards since 2016 for Panini. So what I did is I, I took, took that, took all those criteria, rated them for what I thought, averaged it out. And here's my top 10. And this includes truck, Xfinity and cup. So it's a mishmash of, of all cards, but it's the top 10. So coming in at number 10, I've got Grant Enfinger. He's in 2018 certified. He is a uh, 2015 ARCA champ, and he won the, the truck regular series in 2019. And plus, Val and I had dinner with him at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So that's kind of why he's number 10. Uh, number nine is I've got Justin Haley. He's also in 2018 certified. And uh, he's, you know, he, he won a cup race. He's 22 years old, um, and he's I think he's going full-time cup next year, so I think he's got some potential. Um, number eight is I've got Christopher Bell. He's in 2016 certified, and again, like I said a while ago, he's a 2017 truck champion. He, he's won this year. He drives for Joe Gibbs, so I think he's got some potential. Number six, I've got Tyler Reddick. Uh, he's also, again, in 2016 certified. Um, he, he was also the 2018 to 2019 Xfinity champ. So I think he's going to be good. Then you've got Sam Mayer uh, at, at number five. He, uh, he's in 2020 Donruss. He's one in the trucks, and he's I think he's a, a Menards uh, Arca Series champ. So he's, he's a good one. He's up and coming. Number five. Four, I've got William Byron. Uh, I think it's number four, number five. Yeah, number okay. Number yeah, number five is William Byron. I think I may have got my numbering screwed up here. Sorry. Uh, anyway, he's in 2016 certified again. Uh, he was Xfinity champ in 2017, and he's in the 24 car. So he's got good equipment. I think he's got good potential. Uh, number four is John Hunter Nemechek uh 2016 certified again uh he was the 2020 he's in the, he's the the 20 oh, i think i got my notes wrong but anyway he's he he's won yeah that's right he won the 2021 truck series regular champ the uh the regular season championship so he's he may get back to cup but i think he's he's got some potential there i think he wants to win and and show uh, what he what he can do, and that way he can uh, hopefully get a good cup ride. Well, he you know just stop it right there. He is in Kyle Busch equipment, and he you know he's going for he's probably definitely the front runner to be truck champ this year. I know uh, Sheldon Creed might have something to say about that, but last year he didn't have to run against John Hunter Nemechek in Kyle Busch equipment. So yeah, agreed. So continuing on, I've got number three is Austin Sendrick. His rookie card is in 2018 uh, Panini Victory Lane. He was the, the Xfinity champ last year, and he's going to the number two car next year in Cup, which is a very good car. And it's, you know, Rusty Wallace had it, and Kozlowski's had it, and they've both done well. So if, if Sendrick's got the talent, he should do well. We'll see. So the top two uh, actually tied <laughs> my criteria tied for them. Um, 
it's Haley Deegan and Ty Gibbs. Uh, I've got actually got Haley, Haley Deegan as number two. Uh, of course, she's uh, a, a fan favorite. Uh, she came in third last year in ARCA series. Her rookie card is the 2018 Panini Prism, which is the card everybody wants and the card that has the dimple in it and all the things we talked about earlier. And then Ty Gibbs, his uh, rookie card is last year in Crusade, Panini Crusade. And, you know, he's got, you know, three Xfinity wins and 15 ARCA wins and he's only 18 and he's got a lot of, a uh, lot of years ahead of him. I think he's got a lot of potential. You know, his, his grandpa's got a lot of good equipment. So there you go. That's, that's my top 10. I like it. The uh, Ty Gibbs, I was going to say he's going for ARCA champ this year. Uh, he's, that's why he's not collecting points or competing in the Xfinity series. And then with Haley Deegan, uh, definitely a lot of potential fan favorite. I don't know how many millions of Instagram followers she's got. Yeah. And, and Haley is also, she was voted the most marketable uh, female athlete in the United States. And that's over everybody. That's over everybody. That's all sports. Yeah, so I think you know she she's very marketable. So uh, did that list include Michael Jordan for female? Oh, I thought, man, that is a heck of a list to. Well, still, I mean, at the it number one is, female. But man, I mean, when you think about um, was it Serena Williams uh, and some of these other uh, Simone Biles, and- yes. I mean, just all the all the the female athletes. She's number one. And then it, that Hale, I didn't think that you know Haley Deegan was that recognizable yet, um, or that marketable yet. Having you know in the truck series, so uh, just imagine if, if you know if she continues to do well. I did see an interview after the race. They were talking to Haley Deegan about her finish, finish seventh. And that they knew they weren't in the playoffs, but they were going to try to finish the season strong. Uh, you know, I think they're going to a lot of tracks that they've been to once. So you're usually a good racer, you know, they learn you know, that that first time there and then, you know, try to get better. Also working with the crew chief and everything else. Uh, so she said they were going through all the notes and, and doing a lot of homework on this. So, I would expect to see her finish the season well. And I think that's one of the things we talked about earlier in the season is how she finishes uh, the season. So it seems like she's definitely in, in the right direction here. So we'll see next couple of weeks uh, how, how they, how she does. So. Yeah. I'm expecting her to do better. Once she visits these tracks a second time, um, I, I think she will do better. So Val, what 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 do you have for your uh, top rookie cards? Well, you covered uh, most of them, but some of the ones that I'm going to throw out that I've also been watching—they're kind of—I mean, you, you've hit all the high notes, but then we have maybe some of these other ones that maybe more up in the year, but have still have massive potential if given the right situation. Uh, Noah Graskin—he jumps out at me. He's in a 2017 absolute. Uh, he's been one of the drivers I've been picking up 
Uh, he's got a good fan following, and he's had a couple bad luck. I think last year in the playoffs, there was, a, if I remember, there was some kind of issue, and and they were kind of knocked out there. So we'll see how, you know, he he finishes. But he's kind of the ones that I'm I'm watching. Uh, one of the other drivers I've been watching, but uh, for the last few years is Todd Gilland. So he he's been going up. I think he was in trucks. I don't know if he went to Xfinity or not, and then came back down. Uh, you know, trying to find a ride. He was with Kyle Busch Motorsports and then lost that ride and went to another one. I think he's in 2017. Uh, I think it's an absolute and also in Dunruss, the uh, Rated Rookie, I think, if I remember right. I like the Grand Infinger because he doesn't really have a lot of cards. And since we had dinner with him, uh, I think he's in that 2018 certified. But uh, he was, like you said, regular season champ. So he doesn't have a lot of cards. I think he had the 2018 certified, and then he finally had a card, I think it was this year maybe, in Dunruss. Uh, so he, he doesn't have a lot of of cards. One that I threw out was, which we talked about today, was Sheldon Creed, two, uh, 2021 Chronicles, having won last year the truck championship and then also uh, doing very well this year as well. I don't know if he has the it factor or the charisma or whatever of some of these other guys, but uh, he, he's somebody I think to kind of watch. And with, well, as we talked about, <laughs> they should rename 2021 Chronicles to, uh, you know, Sheldon Chronicles. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Anthony Alfredo or Chase Briscoe? So I like Chase Briscoe. You know, we had talked about with him at Stuart Haas. Alfredo, I can't remember where is he running. What team is he with? He's in the uh, the pit bull car. Oh, okay. Or he's, no, he's not. That's um, that's uh, Suarez. Suarez, my bad, my bad. I'm trying to remember who he is running for. I don't. I honestly, he's, he's. I don't remember who he's running for right now. We can pause and we'll be right back. He's um he's with Front Row Motorsports. He drives the number thirty eight Ford, and the car owner is Bob Jenkins. All right, so he's with Michael McDowell. Yep. Yeah. So it's not a bad team. They are a, a lower tier team, but you know it's not a bad team. I was surprised nobody said Golding just for the Panini aspect of it, just for the hope that he becomes something. So Greg Golding, how can I say this? <laughs> how can I be nice? So. So, so he is trying to find a full-time ride. He is with, um, I think he's with Jimmy Means Racing right now. Okay. Uh, he was with, I think, two different teams last year where Panini was uh, a sponsorship that was following him. So sometimes drivers need to come with sponsorship to get a ride as opposed to... Uh, teams taking a teams matching up sponsorship with a driver. Uh, That's one of the big things. If you listen to like Kyle Larson, he always appreciated Chip Canassi because Chip took him in uh, without needing sponsorship. Chip Canassi saw the potential, whatever. And, um, but with Greg Alding on, on his side, he's having to come with, with sponsorship. So 
so, and he's not running a full schedule. So it's really hard to, I don't say make it, but I mean, look at Josh Berry, right? So I, I think Josh Berry is the, you know, somebody we can think about like with Greg Galding where uh, Josh Berry has been running, he's been running everything he can and trying to, trying to prove himself, trying to get a full-time ride. Uh, Josh Berry in Xfinity series, you know, had, what is it? Eight races or something like that. So we had to make him all count, but he does have a full ride next year. And, you know, we talked about his rookies were back in 2013. Right. Uh, Greg Alding, his rookies were in 2012, that fanfare. Uh, he's running Krispy Kreme back then. Always remember that. <laughs> he had the yeah. Krispy yeah. Kreme on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I said, you know, you can have really talented drivers, but it's one of those things where you need that r- – all the planets have to align. You need the sponsorship. You need the team. You need to perform. You know, you need to pit crew. I, you know, I don't know why, but Dave Blaney jumps to mind where he was running with Bill Davis racing. And, you know, they were like the second team behind Ward Burton. And, you know, he was leading in Atlanta. He comes to pit and, you know, he, he, he that was it. He was done, had issues on pit road. So, you know, all this stuff has to align and, you know, to, to keep that ride and to make the best you can of those opportunities. So, and like I say, Gray's doing good. He, you know, he's bringing the car back in one piece, right? The worst thing you can do is go out there with a million dollar car and then crash it and, uh, you know, take that out of your check every month. Well, then you have a lot of memorabilia cards at that point. <laughs> yeah. No. But, but he's not having a lot of memorabilia cards because he's not crashing not. cars. Yeah. That, so when we did this first started this a couple years ago and when the Gray Golding thing came about, the team, I don't know if he was the t- owner or who he was that we, I think you and I were both in contact with him mm-hmm. about getting pieces of the car. And, you know, he was like, well, hopefully we don't ever have any of those kind of like what you guys just said. Is that the same group car team, whatever you want to call it, that he's with now? No, I think that was Bobby yeah. Dodder. Yeah, so he's yeah, it was, it was, like you're right. So I think he, this is his third team. Oh, I think okay. it was Bobby Dodder, and I think there was somebody else. Was it Rick? I want to say Rick Mayer. Rick Ware? Maybe not, not maybe not Rick Mayer. Um, but I think it's J- it's Jimmy Means now. Yes, okay. it is. So he, you know, he's doing everything he can to to race. So like I said, he's not running a, a full schedule. So I'd love to see him run a full schedule and you know, be in good equipment. And that's nothing new. That's been around since racing's been around. You have the really big funded teams and then you have the independents where I don't know if you guys follow him, but Norm Benning, uh, he's running truck and, you know, he's trying to get funding and trying to compete. And uh, I, I think I follow him on Facebook. And so he basically had to call, Hey, uh, who, who can help work at the garage? Uh, oh. He had a list and had a list. So I was thinking, because uh, he needs help in Darlington as well. And then there was a thing where last week they had the wrong nose cone on the car and they couldn't, couldn't race. Um, so they weren't just going to change out the nose of the truck because uh, they had talked to one official, and then one official said it was fine. But then when they rolled up to wherever they were last week, uh, they said no, it wasn't wasn't legal, so we couldn't race. 
So these these are the the trials and tribulations of the lower teams where it takes a lot of resources to make a car compliant with with NASCAR, yeah. right? Logan. Yep, it sure does. And, and you know, a lot of the bigger teams, they have people that that's their job is to make sure they have all the right parts and pieces to go on the cars and the trucks. Whereas the smaller teams, you know, you got one or two guys doing everything. And I mean, let's face it, when you when you got more balls in the air, you're gonna you're gonna drop one every once in a oh, while. Yeah, for sure. And even the big teams drop a ball here and there because this makes me think of Rick Hendrick. Uh, was it two or three weeks ago? They had was it Kyle, Kyle Larson and Chase. Chase Elliott had the wrong motors in the car. Yep. So they had the numbers and they had had the number swapped. So, um, so yeah, because what what Val is saying is uh, each team has an allotment of engines and they're all serial numbered per car, and you can use those engines in that car and not in any other cars. And apparently, whoever built the engines swap those two engines between the two cars and uh they both uh both got penalized oh, for that. okay yeah that definitely wasn't aware of that yeah so it, it's just not you know you roll up with the car and, yeah. and but there's all these inner workings where probably the most people don't understand uh the complexities with this so uh so back to i guess the original thing you, you know, the driver is part of it, and as you can tell, part of the team and pit crew and everything else. So it takes a lot to go racing uh, at that level. So uh, one of the ones you talked about was Myatt Snyder. I think it was Myatt Snyder. Um, yeah, he's in Donruss, 2021 Donruss this year. Yeah, I think – does he have autographs maybe last year in Prism that they're fetching quite a bit of – maybe I'm thinking of a different driver. Yeah, you know, Myatt Snyder, his dad is uh, Marty Snyder, one of the NASCAR announcers. Okay. In case you did not know that. I think I had forgotten that. I mean, what about what about Natalie Decker? What do you think about her? I mean, she she wrote she drove trucks. Yeah, I don't I think with her, she's at one of the smaller funded teams. And I just haven't really seen any traction on her. You know, when I watch the Xfinity race, they're not really talking about her. I don't know. Um, I just don't get that um, charisma factor, I guess. Maybe I'm not saying that right. Charisma, yeah. And, and maybe it's just, you know, when I'm watching her and other stuff. So I know like with Haley Deegan, they've done specials on her. Uh, I, maybe I need to watch some more the post race or whatever for the Xfinity. Maybe they're talking to her and I'm missing them, but um, definitely would like to see her do well. Same thing with Brittany Zamora. I think Brittany Zamora, she is, you know, trying to find rods so that uh, in the lower, lower, series you know just to get seat time and to get uh some more recognition to work her way up but definitely with austin Cindric, with him moving up and having one last year in xfinity also looks like he's one of the favorites in the xfinity series this year yeah i would i would call him the favorite for sure so next year you know he's probably going for rookie of the year so 
Uh, I'm trying to think of who else is moving up next year. You know, it, last year I think we got kind of spoiled with Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, and John Henry Numichek running for Rookie of the Year. Four really good, charismatic guys with with good teams, you know, running for Rookie of the Year. So uh, this year with Chase Briscoe and Anthony Alfredo, with just the two of them. Uh, it's been kind of neck and neck, but I think Chase Briscoe's kind of been, I think, eking him out here the last couple of weeks. Uh, so yeah. he's probably going to be um, my pick for Rookie of the Year at the Cup. And I think Ty Gibbs is definitely almost a lock for Xfinity Rookie of the Year. Uh, maybe, you know, Josh Berry's close second. Yeah, because Josh Berry, he ran a limited schedule and he did win a race. So he's yeah he's had a good he's had a good year you know just considering the limited seat time he's had and then for the truck series uh right now i think it's uh carson hookavar mm -hmm. is our probably front runner for rookie of the year unless uh haley deegan can come in and win a race or something like that i think uh he he's the uh well even even then i think carson has won a race so but I think um, that's a pretty good race. I, it, one other thing I was thinking of, and I know we probably didn't we didn't talk about it beforehand, but you know, looking at cards and card values right now, I don't know, Logan, if you agree with this or not, but I always, you know, for the last so many years, looking at cards, it seems like they're in demand in the beginning of the season and then at the end of the season, and this is the kind of the time right now to like look at some of these other guys. Uh, Kevin Harvick, I think, having not won this year, but, you know, he, he's not going anywhere, and he's a future Hall of Famer. Denny Hamlin, another one of these guys, hasn't won, but, you know, could get hot at the end of the season, going to be a future Hall of Famer. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, retired, but future Hall of Famer. And then Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's going to be in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, January, late January, early February. I can't remember exactly when the date is. I don't know how you guys feel about those uh, plays right now as well. Yeah, I mean, just like anything else, buy, buy low, sell high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every sport, every sport has it. And then it's funny because I think some of the veteran collectors pay attention to the, the steady eddies out there, like uh, – you know, like you said, a Harvick who's been there, you know where he's going to go eventually. You know, in other sports, people like Tony Gwynn, Ozzie Smith, those guys that were never really high value, but they're Hall of Famers. And I think this is the time, like you said, to look back on some of these people and uh, go pick them up because you can chase those and eight of the other ten people are going to be ch chasing the Flash. So, uh, you know, this is a good time to pick that stuff up for sure i mean when i compare ty gibbs to kevin harvick right so ty gibbs all the flash and you know all not hype hype is the wrong word everybody's focused in on ty gibbs and everything he's doing uh and the prices i mean his autographs for prism i don't know if you gentlemen have seen those but they are I think over a hundred dollars or more now. 
for uh, his rookie prism autographs. If you try to find some chronicles, I mean, you can pick up Kevin Harvick autos. You know, Jimmy Johnson auto rookie autos are going to be high, but they're going to be probably the, about the same price as Ty Gibbs and you know Jimmy's won seven championships. So, well, and we even talked about it earlier, just because we were name dropping back and forth, and it wasn't like a direct conversation. But everybody's paying attention to Haley Deegan, and then every then we talked about Natalie Decker, and how many Decker rookie cards could you get for the price of that Prism Deegan, and then if it ends up working out, then you're sitting on, you know, a huge pile of money, and if it doesn't, then you're not out as much. Right. And actually, me and Logan were looking at uh, Haley Deegan camo. Yesterday, like on check out my on Com C, and I think somebody had one listed for like over three hundred dollars or something. Uh, it's, it's like the only one. It, it's crazy, and that and I don't know what maybe the real going price is, but you know, blasters are fifty to seventy five dollars, uh, and you only get that three card camo pack in there. So, but yeah, I always try to go where folks aren't. And that way, when things swing back around, because eventually, you know, Kevin Harvick will go to the Hall of Fame and people might uh, appreciate him then and then, or compare them to the prices to, you know, other prices. So his like his, for example, his rookies are in 1999, but his first auto is not until like 2000. And I think it's 2000 sign of the times SP authentic. It's a nice, nice card. And even, you know, Kurt Busch. And I guess, you know, when guys retire, they get a bump, card price bump. So Kurt Busch, not that he's retiring next year, but I I think, I can't remember if he's he's undecided right now or he's a free agent with, was it Ra, Ross Chastain's going to Trackhouse? Right, for Chip Ganassi, I think. Yeah, I he, remember, right? they're keeping him. Yeah, you know, Kurt Busch is a, past champion as well so uh, you can get his i think sign of the times for like 20 bucks or less maybe nine dollars yeah so i mean those are the guys you want to look at i mean sure you know ty gibbs is 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 doing well and he's real popular right now and that, that makes his cards a lot more expensive but then you've got got all these proven veterans that like val said are going to go to the hall of fame and i mean I would I would definitely concentrate on those guys for sure. Speaking of which, the, as I usually do, I'm looking at stuff on Calm C as everybody's talking and taking tips. One of the searches I always do is Hall of Fame rookie cards, and I just went to do it for racing. And interestingly enough, for racing, there is one card listed that meets the criteria of Hall of Fame rookie card. Wow. And it's a 1995 Press Pass Buck Baker. 1995 Press Pass Buck Baker. It's like a flashback card. He, Heroes of Racing. Totally off subject, but I'm talking about Calm C all the time. So, Yeah, so like it's not autographed, right? No. Okay. Well, Buck Baker I know for sure is in the 89 Winter Circle. Oh, Calm C. Well, you have to give them some leeway because... <laughs> Uh, when it comes to racing, well, you know, it's down a lot lower. And 
um, the expertise on that is not readily available like it is the other sports. So, uh, hence we have this podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> yep. trying trying to educate folks and kind of put our knowledge out there, so, so help be able to help people. Definitely. I was going to say, is there any other drivers you can think of? Like I said, you know, now is I think the kind of time to buy. I think when the playoffs heat up and we'll see um, you know, who the champions are going to be. And then after the season's over, I think it's out of sight, out of mind. That's, that's kind of when I would go after Ty Gibbs. We'll see. But right now I think the play, you know, for me anyway, is looking at um, some of these other hall of future hall of famers and, you know, picking them up for, uh, cheaper prices. So, uh, I was going to say, Oh, Martin Truex jumps out at me too. I don't know how his cards are doing, but, uh, he's got a few wins this year as well. And he's a past champion. He'll be in the hall of fame. Yeah. I, th- I think like Kyle Larson, I think his cards are, w- is are really hot right now. So I would probably shy away from Kyle Larson unless you can find a deal. Um, uh, I don't know about Alex Bowman and, uh, William Byron, there might be um, some opportunities there. And all those guys from Hendrick, you know, naturally, that's a pretty good stable uh, team. So, powerhouse. All right. So, does anybody have anything else they want to talk about? I don't I think do, so. You're I, good. Do have, I do have one thing. Yes, yeah, sir. And it's about 2021 Chronicles. Yes. I have bought or gotten. 10 hobby boxes and 10 blaster boxes of cards. Wow. That's a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. That and is a lot. And these subsets are like, most of them are like 20 cards except for Obsidian and Spectra, right? So you would think that with that many boxes of cards that you could complete some of these 20 card subsets. Eh, wrong answer. I have I will have to say that I'm disappointed in the collation of these 2021 chronicles because I have sorted all of my cards and I have been unable to complete any of the 20 card subsets. The best I've done is getting within two needing two cards of a couple of sets. So and then on the other hand, on some of those same cards, I'll get six, seven, eight of some other card and zero of another card. So I don't know what's going on with the collation, but it's not really good. So kind of you kind of watch out for that out there, people. And uh, I'm also trading. I have a list. If anybody wants to uh, to ping me with their 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 want list, I'll be glad to send you my want list. Because I need on, to see on Twitter at King NASCAR. Yep. <laughs> but so no, I Logan, I I totally agree with you, and and I don't know. I don't know how to fix this because I think part of the problem is you have so many subsets and you're only getting maybe one or two cards per set. You know, when I look at Dunnerus, you know, you get a box, you get a lot of cards and that coalition, coalition, you know, you're only dealing with like that one set. So I ran into the same thing. I don't have not opened as many as you have, but I can definitely you know, vouch for that where I get four or five of one guy and this are, these are not boxes out of just one case. Right. So we grabbed a few from 
a few different people at the national and then and getting a few boxes from Panini. Special thanks to Panini, by the way, if we haven't already said, but that it is difficult. And I guess you, you know, have to try to find these singles on the secondhand market. And as I've said before, you know, trying to find NASCAR cards is a lot tougher than just finding base or whatever from, you know, top series one or series two, you know? Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Um, I love these cards, and uh, I, I appreciate everything that Panini has done, but it's just really the collation is just, it's just, it's been tough. It's just real tough. And like I said, I get six six or more cards of a particular card in a, in a subset, and then I'll get zero of, of another one. And it just, you know, I, I'm a set guy, so I'm trying to complete sets. And, that just it's just kind of disappointing to me a little bit. Well, if you think about it, if you get only two cards per set per box, and there's twenty cards to a set, you know, you, you need ten correct boxes to 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 make a set. So well, I would agree with you on that, but again, I'll go back to what I said. How come I got eight of this driver in the same set and zero of another one? I, I could see it if I only had one or two of each card and and not have one of another card. But when I have eight, literally, I, I think I have a Sheldon Creed in, I think it's in score. I have eight of those. And it's like none of a couple other. Yeah, so, we need some kind of network here. You need to find the person who has eight of the cards that you're you're missing. Yeah, it's just so, and it's it's like I said, it's not, you know. I, I think I've gotten my cards from four different my hobby boxes from four different some, you know, people, and of course I bought blaster boxes here, so you know th there's a good chance that all those are kind of the same, but um, yeah, I, I just I just wish the um, I wish the collation couldn't have been, could have been better, but I'm sure it'll get there, I, you know. I'm just I'm just happy to have NASCAR products, and uh, I appreciate what Panini does. So I'll leave it at that, I guess. But like I said, I've, I've experienced the same thing where uh, I don't know if it was the Z or whatever. I think I got all the Jimmy Johnsons. Venus, yeah. And then I don't know if it was limited or whatever with the Dale Earnhardt or the Richard Petty's. But yeah, I guess we'll have to uh, compare lists and see what. Uh, if we have any overlap, I know we looked at that one and I'm missing the same ones you are. <laughs> no, as I say, I only have, that's right. I only have, uh, I'm missing one of the ones you have. And then I have only one of the other two that you need. So, so I'm no help, but if you need the Jimmy Johnson or Martin Truex, I'm right there. Well, at least those are good ones to have. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out which one of these subsets I want to work on and get autographed. I think that pedal to the metal would be sweet. Autograph with that silver foil. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like those cards. Yeah, I was happy to see those. You know, I like those when they were in the victory lane. So, well, I know we've run over, and appreciate everybody listening to yeah, the. Yeah, we're, we're in uh, NASCAR radio overtime right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any else, gentlemen? No, sir. No, I think, I'm good. I think we'll wrap it up there. Want to? I appreciate everybody listening. For me and the guys, um, 
Please like, share the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. Probably should have done this earlier in the show, but uh, if you're looking for other topics in, in our NASCAR radio archives, uh, like the 1972 SCP, that's show number 29, the 1988 Max show 38 and 39, 1989 Max show 48, uh, 1983 Uno show number 31, and the 1987-88 World of Outlaws, that's show 40. And um, those are some of the, the highlights. The 1970 Flare drag strips, that was show number 7 way back then. And um, the 1982 Kid Co., those are the ones that came out of the little uh, like Hot Wheels type. That's show number 50. So uh, you might want to check some of those out. And uh, we will see you next week. And thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody.